Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. I'm your lender, Joel Reeves, and with me always is my best friend, Taylor Salen. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is episode 37, and for the past few episodes, we have looked beforehand, so everybody can suck my dick. Yep, we actually got it right this time. This Once is again. the, if you if you notice a extreme drop in quality, it is not that we are getting shittier as people. It's because we are far away from each other. This is the first time we've ever recorded on Skype. Indeed. So uh, we're the hoping... reason. Oh, what's up? Sorry. Oh no! See this? Well, this is part of the experiment, right? I was <laughs> going to say, hopefully it, uh, hopefully it works out. But it's kind of a kind of a little bit of an, an experiment for us. So we'll see how how it plays. But what's the reason why we're doing this, Joel? I was going to say the reason that there's sometimes often uh, weeks between podcasts is because life is hard. Indeed. And. We can't always meet up in person now that we don't live together anymore. Yeah. And, and we also this... live pretty far apart, too. We do now, yeah. So this is our first experience with Skype. Um, I didn't want to see this movie and not talk about it immediately. So Seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the state tomorrow for a week, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to wait longer than that. So I was like, fuck it, bro. Let's hit that Skype machine. Yep, Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's it's necessary considering how much shit we've talked on this movie for the last uh what, 6 months, 8 months. <laughs> I'm going to eat so many words and I and I'm very happy. Speaking of hitting things, Taylor, uh hit those sweet smooth jams. Wooka wooka. <laughs> exactly um okay now you can see we we didn't mention it but you can see the title because you have eyeballs and it's dark phoenix is what we're talking about today Indeed. but before we get there we've got two tiny pieces of news um uh, which one do you want to talk about first taylor yeah you could you, you go ahead and take the pick joel dealer's choice okay hang on do you want should we talk about good news or bad news first um let's start with let's start with bad Bad, the bad out of the way. So bad news. See, this this isn't actually bad news for me. It's just like <laughs> bad news um, for them. And yeah. it's that you're telling me, you told me that Swamp Thing uh, had one episode. It had a pilot. Mm -hmm. And then it got canceled. Yeah, yeah. Um, it broke a, broke a little, uh, little over like two days ago, two or three days ago, something like that. And apparently, um, there's a lot of intricacies to it, but apparently there was some budgetary issues, some, some budgetary issues concerning tax rebates and how much they were spending on the season as an, as a, you know, in its entirety, so to speak. And basically they were spending $80 million on 10 episodes of television, which is, a, it's a pretty huge budget. You know what I mean? Um, and that's for someone called Swamp Thing. It's not yeah, fucking Superman. I mean, Superman. if it's if I, I'm not sure if this one's based on Alan Moore's run, but I, I you know, Alan Moore's a legend, so anything he does is pretty solid. And I, I haven't personally read his Do you run. Think any CW show is going to be based on an Alan Moore run? Well, this isn't a, no, but this isn't a CW show. This is the DC streaming 
service. Oh. So it's so it's the oh. same people who are doing who are doing uh, Doom Patrol and Titans, which of course was uh, probably the weakest out of those three. But Doom Patrol. For some reason, I thought this was a CW. No, show. no, they're actually doing some weird stuff with the with the Arrowverse. I think it that might either be ending or they're gonna do s- some major changes these upcoming seasons. Obviously, Arrow itself is ending, but yeah, no, right. this is the the DC streaming service, uh, DC Universe. I mean, that's even worse news for them. I know that one of their first, uh, pl- like one of their first entities has already crashed and burned. Yep. And I mean, so there was, there's a long storied history behind this show in particular. Apparently a few months back, uh, Virginia Madsen, who's in the show, she was basically kind of had an outburst on Twitter saying uh, how pissed off she was that the show had been reduced from 13 episodes, which was the original series order to the 10 episodes that we're you know, now getting. And so that kind of started this down too. if I was spending 80 fucking million dollars. Yeah. I mean, uh, but apparently word has also come out since then too, that, um, that there's sort of been clashes, uh, between the studio and like the sort of the creative vision between, uh, you know, all the creatives involved. And, uh, you know, some people apparently wanted it to be more serialized and some wanted it to be more, um, episodic, uh, kind of case of the week style. And apparently the side who wanted it serialized wanted a, a pretty heavy horror tone, which is kind of what the pilot is. I've actually seen the pilot. I watched it two nights ago, I think. And it's surprisingly good. You know what I mean? The reviews have been good overall. And um, the it's sort of a... I mean, you know, it's, it, we'll see because it's only the first episode. But it sort of has like this, uh, uh, this sort of thing vibe, which is really cool. John Carpenter's the thing that is. Um, and so it has, oh, wait, this... are they going to keep, are they going to keep, so when you say canceled, you mean canceled for season two? No, they're just, they canceled the, sh- the whole show together. Um, oh, good. Yeah. So, this, so then we won't see because it's, over. well, they're, they're no, they're going to air the rest of it, but they're not producing a second season or anything else. Um, apparently it was just too expensive and all the clashing and basically the studio kind of just hedging their bets by cutting their losses and just axing the show is kind of the idea. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Damn it. I was I was hoping it was so juicy that they didn't even like make the rest of the season because the pilot no, was so No, no, they 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 like I said, they were they were on their way to making thirteen episodes and then uh sort of uh decided to cut the season short and I think that's obviously because of budgetary reasons, but I mean they had this super elaborate swamp set that they built and they shot everything in North Carolina, so it's kind of interesting, but um, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the season has in store. As long as it's a good season of television, like there's there's nothing wrong with producing one good season of television. Like not every show has to have multiple seasons, even though this one probably could have. But I just you know I just hope that the quality continues. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely not a good look for DC Universe, um, the you know the streaming service that is. I thought you were gonna throw a Firefly in my face, and I was about to kick you in the nards from the from from <laughs> from, from from the computer. Yeah, uh, I I I mean I don't I. Firefly needed like ten more seasons, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Needed exactly. a Buffy, a Buffy-esque run. Hey, there you go, buddy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 definitely um, an interesting bit of news. I'm not upset about it because anything DC can crash and burn, and I will sit in my chair and maniacally laugh for the rest of my life. Yeah, until that. Uh, I'm gonna keep reminding you about it until that Suicide Squad two comes out and is actually good. 
you, I think I think we talked about their their, their um, the word is on the street that is that uh, that Michael Rooker is going to be playing King play Shark. Didn't we talk about King that? King Shark. I, yeah, we talked about it. It's pretty solid casting, in my opinion. I'm nervous about it, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's still a long way to go. Good is objective, right? So, yeah. <laughs> on a side note, uh, DC related, did you see that new Wonder Woman uh, poster that dropped this week? I saw the new costume. Yeah, it looks pretty sick. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, right? There's a lot of people it. complaining about it. All the Snyder people were pretty upset with the look of it because it's all obviously... the Snyder people can go fucking. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously the opposite direction of what that I was gonna say what that was really going mean, for. But... I mean, you know, it's fine. People are allowed to have their voices. I just, you know, everyone that I that wasn't a Snyder uh, fanatic, you know, at least in my sort of little bubble, uh, was pretty optimistic about it, and I loved it. I think it just really pops, and it just shows that this is going to be something different than what we got before. So I'm. Cool. I mean, it's what it's the fucking '80s now, right? So yeah. it's got to be. It, it makes sense. It has got to be like a little flashy. Yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, so I, I I just really dug that, and I wanted to mention it. Fuck yeah, dude. So what was the other piece of news we had, Joel? Uh, This little British show called Black Mirror mm. had its fifth season premiere on Wednesday. Indeed. Just a little tiny show. And for a British television show, there were a lot of American scenarios in this season. Yeah. Which 100%. I found interesting. I think it's also the first season that they just kind of like jam fucking packed ram fisted up your ass a bunch of famous people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. Like other seasons have had famous people throughout the season, mm-hmm. but this was like fucking like oh my god, like Anthony Mackie was in it. Yep. Miley Cyrus was in it. Yeah. Um I'm I'm like already had, forgetting who else yeah. but like who? I said no. I know. I just I'm like forgetting else. Oh, uh, Pominoff, the fucking yeah. Uh, Pom Pom Clementif. You had yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you had Yaya Abdul Mateen who played Black Manta in Aquaman, but you haven't seen yeah. that yet, right, Joel? Mm, um, nope, <laughs> nope. And uh, and then you also have players like um, oh man, who was I thinking of? Uh, you have the so the girl who stars in the third episode, the one with Miley Cyrus. That's the girl yeah. who plays uh, Betsy Brandt. In uh, the new Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Oh, movies. fuck yeah! Okay, yeah. Oh. And I thought that was interesting, and I'm, uh, I thought th- that role really gave her a chance to shine in a way that was interesting. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think that this this season is definitely the most Americanized. I mean, they have what two two yeah. or three episodes are set in kind of like American sort of cities. Two of them were, yeah. yeah and then, and then you have Smithereens, of course, which was. Um, I mean, oh, and toe for grace. Yeah, exactly. Toe for grace. That's kind of what I was getting at. Uh, and what's interesting about that is he's about as American dude, bro, as, as, as you can get, you know what I mean? So, so it was really a different turn this season. And one thing that I found really interesting, obviously it's black mirror and it's really, um, extremely, uh, sort of dreary, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, cynical and, uh, nihilistic, if you will. Um, this se- this season was was slightly more optimistic in my opinion. Like the the endings to most of the episodes were actually, um, you know, still kind of messed up scenarios, but um, sort of saw the the protagonists um, almost triumphing in their in in their situations. I think especially with striking vipers, that was really apparent to me, as yeah. well as uh, the the third episode. 
Um, Smithereens was the only one happy ending. To be exactly, honest. and and to be fair, I mean the, the you don't uh, know what happens really. Yeah, we exactly, and that's I think the way that I think the way that that episode in particular treats social media and the way it's um it's sort of like uh, um. We don't really get affected by information or uh, crazy scenarios or, you know, violent acts that happen that, that appear in the news, you know, as much as, as we used to just because we're constantly inundated with this sort of like uh, right. stream of, of negative information. And I think that episode in particular was mostly, it, for me at least, felt like a comment on the way that happens. It's a little yeah. on the nose, but I think the ending in particular was really solid. Though um, even super subtle even, ending, even that one had a happy ending with the with the mom receiving the password yeah. for yeah. her daughter's persona account. So 100%. like, hundred percent. Yeah, they all kind of had a somewhat positive ending, even yeah. if Smithereens ended with you don't know who got shot in the face with the sniper, yeah. but at least the but at least the mom got the fucking persona account. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely happier than well. The last season definitely had a lot of dark episodes as well, but there were happy episodes as well. Like Hang the DJ was like yeah. very, very positive note. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, I guess, I guess because this is a much shorter season, yeah. having two happy endings seems like a lot. Yeah, exactly. But if you compare other seasons, there are happy endings to the yeah. show. There were just more episodes to have darker endings yeah and well i just think it's for me it's it's more so it's obviously a, a little bit different of a direction to take this season of the show and to differentiate but for me it's really charlie brooker's way of like um of sort of addressing or commenting on sort of the way that society has shifted in the past few years you know especially uh with the divided nature of of this country in particular you know and and a lot of other countries too i mean britain uh the uk is kind of the same way politically right now so uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of that going on. And I think it's really his reaction, uh, to that, which is interesting because in the past it's been mostly negative. And now that, you know, real life has been kind of negative for a lot of people in society, at least people feel that way that he's sort of trying to send a little bit more of a positive message. So I thought that was interesting playing with the dichotomy of what you expect out of the show in that sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. Did you catch, and I don't know if this is just overthinking things did you catch that the episode with miley cyrus right so mm -hmm. she's a disney star right it's definitely mirroring her horrible time being uh, a disney star yeah did you catch the fact that the dad was a rat killer no i didn't killing that's the mouse oh my gosh yeah 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 Wow, right? that's some that's some subtle ass shit right there, Charlie. Booker. I don't, I don't know, I don't know if that's what they were going for, but the mm. same, but the same episode where the Disney star was fighting back against the establishment had the dude that's, killing the mouse. That's interesting. That's a really, really fascinating correlation that I didn't even make, but it's, I think it's one hundred percent valid. I, I, I mean, obviously it's up to interpretation, but I think that there's a good chance that that could have been intentional. The dad, the dad could have been anything the dad's yeah. job could have been anything yeah right his job didn't affect the rest of the episode yeah that's true so well I, until until she needs pretty... to use the the like well i mean you don't want to get she needs she needs that information at some point right but they could have but the yeah. job could have been any kind of exactly mind, you know what i mean like 100 yeah. it didn't have to be a like a like a pest control guy yeah totally 
yeah, I mean, overall, I, I pretty, pretty, very much enjoyed it. Um, how did you feel about it just being three episodes? Did you want more? Did you feel like it was the right like move? Because what's interesting about Black Mirror too is is they actually started with the three episode format in the first season, so it's yeah. kind of a little bit of a homecoming for the show in that sense. But what did you think about it? So. The argument was, oh, there's less episodes, but they're longer. Yeah. But they're only longer by what, like 15 minutes? Not, not even really that much. But I, I, I will say that – So they're not really any – like you can't argue if you're going to make it shorter, then the movies should be hour, half, almost two hour long. Yeah, right? like a feature we length. Didn't, right. We didn't We didn't get a um, a substitute length for – yeah, the amount of episodes that we were losing. But to so, be to be fair, we did get Bandersnatch, which is like three or four episodes in itself too. But yeah, but Bandersnatch wasn't any as good as these three episodes. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah, totally. No, I would say yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, that was more of an experimental thing. And obviously, if you guys want to learn more about Bandersnatch, you can go listen to what episode twenty. Oh my god, we something. have a podcast. Yeah, we, we did a podcast, podcast on it. And I want to say it's like twenty nine or something like that. Maybe thirty. I don't know. Joel, will tell you 30, in a second. Exactly. Oh, okay. There we go. I was I was almost right. Um, and uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you that it's de- it's better than than Bandersnatch. I think the three episode format works for me because well, it's more of a twofold thing. I think that it allows them to focus on the quality of the episodes as opposed to just like getting everything done for release. And also, if you know. The the word is is that they were originally and I could be wrong on this, but there was um, I believe it was an order for six more episodes. So I think we're gonna have three more Black Mirror episodes coming hopefully soon, but uh, you know maybe in the next year or something. If and they're gonna add them to season five, or they're gonna just it, or make it's gonna maybe season. maybe be season six or a part two or something. I don't know. I mean they kind of Netflix kind of did the same thing with Arrested Development. They released the first half of season season right. five. And then, like a year later, released the second half. But part of that was due to the politics of that show and what was happening at the time. But waiting, I, but here's the thing: is like waiting that long is just another season to me. That's not like, oh, I'm excited for season five still. Like I still have to wait. Totally. A year, so so what I guess I guess what I'm saying though is, if you shot six episodes and only three are done, it's easier just to release those and then you know put your focus on getting those other three right. completed. So I think it. I guess what I'm trying to say is it may be a scenario like that. Again, that's that's all hearsay on my part but that's kind of the feeling I get um, and from the information I've read online, obviously. So we'll see. Um, but do you have any more thoughts on Black Mirror? Um, I just like, okay, I didn't uh, – I guess the good thing about three episodes is that I didn't dislike any of them. Yeah. Right? I liked all of them. Mm-hmm. I think Striking Vipers was my favorite, um, and I liked the other two. I, I guess the – I guess the only downfall with having more episodes is you only have a handful of like your favorites and then the, the other ones you kind of like could care less about. Yeah, they're still interesting, but they're like, yeah, I know what you're saying. You just sort of have that one concept that you latch onto, like Hang the DJ, right. for instance. Right, like Hang the DJ was the best episode of the season. So like, yeah. if you ever talk about that season, everyone's like, oh, fucking Hang the DJ. See, and, like, I that's the other ones. that's your opinion. I'd say actually my favorite episode of uh, of – and maybe it's just because I love sci-fi, but I my favorite episode is Callister, USS Callister. USS Callister, right? No, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, USS Callister is a phenomenal fucking episode. Yeah, but um, 
But I think it really just comes down to personal preference, too, is kind of right. what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really good foray into, like, sci-fi for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just break it down to, like, what Black Mirror is about, like, like humans using, like, technology, like, social media. Yeah. Hang the DJ to me was, like, um, just, like, potent in that sense. Gotcha. I like get that there's... Is the epitome of what Black Mirror does best, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, USS Callister is a phenomenal sci-fi television yeah. episode, but it could have been – I think it could have been any sci-fi episode of pretty much any sci-fi television show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a dude totally. on the spaceship. And I think that's why I love it because it's kind of like a parody for and, – and, and Black oh, Mirror yeah. doing, like, a little bit of a dark comedy and a parody while still infusing its, like, sort of twisted – own twisted psyche into it yeah, yeah i think really worked for me but i don't disagree i mean hang the dj is a great episode it's really a matter of uh like i said personal preference at that point because as far as i'm concerned most of the episodes are, are pretty well made overall um yeah. in that sense um correct me if i'm wrong sanjay napero was the season before that yes that was season three and okay, sanjay napero was... is an amazing fucking episode yeah yeah if i had to compare that to uh to hang the dj it would be it would be a tough. It would be uh, a tough call. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I as uh, bravo, you know, to to Black Mirror as usual, for at least for my. Opinion. Which was your, which, which was your favorite of the three? Um, I'm I'm privy to Striking Vipers. I just kind of like that concept, and I think it takes a really weird fucking turn that I, Black Mirror's never really done that kind of concept that it just goes yeah. in a weird direction. And it's I kind had, of creepy in a certain respect. I want to talk but... about how the scenes with the fighters, mm-hmm. how they shot that, how it looked. Oh, yeah. It how looked they like... came at that side profile angle, mm-hmm. and they like it, it looked like a video game camera, and they just shot oh, yeah. it so well. And Absolutely. I was so happy with it. It looked great. Yeah. It was a really cool – yeah, I mean, and, and I think visually, too, that's, like you said, something that the show hasn't really, hasn't really done so far. Um I also liked uh, Smithereens as well. I would say I probably liked the uh, – oh, gosh, I can't remember. Me, you, and Ashley, you too. You, me, and Ashley, too. Yeah. Right? I think that was my least yeah, favorite yeah. one, although I didn't hate it. I just felt like it was drew on, uh, drug on a little bit, and I I don't think we really spent enough time with Miley Cyrus's character to like really uh, – for it to really be effective, but I still thought it was entertaining enough. Yeah, I mean, um, I so I'm I'm privy to say that Smithereens was probably my least favorite, um, just mm-hmm. only because it was so contained. Yeah, uh, I was really excited with you, me, and Ashley too, when they were like kind of like w- when they had that adventure that they had to go on. Yeah, um, I wasn't bored with Smithereens. I was just kind of like I didn't like being kept in that car for so long. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, the acting was phenomenal. That guy, I don't. I can't remember his name, yeah. but he was just, he was just on Fleabag as the priest mm-hmm. and he is an amazing actor. The dude who was uh, taking the, the hostage. Yeah. So like, the Uber driver. The, yeah. The Irish guy. Mm-hmm. He was, he is just, he is ph- phenomenal. Yeah. So I loved him in the show. I just could have done with more like outside yeah. the car. I mean, it's a very self-contained episode. Like it's a, it's, it's kind of black mirrors version of a bottle episode. If you're, you're familiar with that term is, is, you know, uh, for the audience, right, yeah. some some 
TV series to keep if they're you know going over budget or they need to keep things simple one week they'll do what's called a bottle episode which basically confines the characters to one space for an entire episode um so for me that was kind of black mirror's version of doing that and again speaks to the idea of 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 charlie brooker really trying to do something different overall with this season which i greatly appreciated yeah i mean i mean that's that's i don't know if there's much else i could say on <laughs> on it without getting into it. spoilers I mean, we don't have to not talk about spoilers, right? No, we just have to let people know that we're going into spoilers before we do. But I don't know if I have... Uh, I mean, I, I really want to watch it again because I, I was actually able to get an early copy of uh, like a screener for the, uh, for this, for the new series. Um, or for the new season, I should say. Um, in the UK, it would be the, the new series. But in America, hey. it's the new season. So Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to get into spoilers because it's not a uh, it's not a Black Mirror episode, so yep. it doesn't matter. We yep. talked about it a little bit as of what we're watching. Indeed. Um, now we're going to talk about. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't remember what it is. You have to pull that that thing as a sound clip. Uh, we saw uh, X Men Dark Phoenix. Indeed, we did. Not together though, but we both saw it. I literally went and saw it by myself today so we could talk about this shit right now. Yeah. Well, I, I admire your 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 sacrifice, Joel. I man, I you know you know everybody knows my distaste for X Men the last stand. Indeed. A vehement distaste, I would say. And I went into this movie with that taste in my mouth. Yeah. I was like, man, this is going to fucking suck. Mm-hmm. From everything I've seen, from all the promos, I was like, this is fucking, this is, this is the last stand part two. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing redeeming about this movie. Yeah. And then I watched it. I have... I have two ways I'm going to be talking about this movie. And, <laughs> and I'm not going to do a part one, part two, because that would just make the episode way too long. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to go through the movie, and I'm going to have two opinions about this movie throughout it. I'm going to have an opinion as this movie being a part of the Fox X-Men universe, uh-huh. which makes the movie a giant pile of human garbage. Yeah. And then I'm going to talk about this movie as – if this was a solo X-Men Dark Phoenix movie and nothing else existed. Like a standalone. A standalone X-Men movie. Yeah. Or the beginning of a trilogy, which, yeah. okay, you should never yeah. do the Phoenix as the beginning of a trilogy. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to talk about it as, as, as a movie on its own. Gotcha. And I'm going to talk about it as being part of the Fox X-Men universe. All right, let's do it. Sounds good. Because they are very diametrically opposed <laughs> to very two very different opinions that I have about this movie. Okay. Well, do you how want to start you, with one you, in particular? Did, no, no, no. How did you, how did you like the movie, Taylor? Um, well, I mean, much like you, I had a I had very low expectations going in. You know, obviously the one thing you didn't mention in addition to all that stuff, you know, and the marketing and all that and which was definitely botched, you know, you had the 20th Century Fox acquisition by Disney which kind of got in the way of this. But you also have all the the sort of really highly publicized reshoots and negative test screening reactions and 
all that stuff that I mean, the movie release date got pushed back what four times or something like that a year. And I mean, this movie was shot in 2017, which is they said that they had reshot the ending because it was too similar to Captain Marvel, yeah. where it was a big space battle. Yeah, and um, I'm actually we'll get to it, but I'm actually happy with the third act that we got. I wouldn't have wanted a space battle. Uh, I don't disagree with you, but I have mixed feelings. So when we get to that point, we can talk about yeah, yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I mean, going going in, I had I had pretty low expectations, and I have to say that um, my expectations were pretty much met. I mean, I, I guess I should say too, as a, as a prerequisite, that uh, I was able to see um, like fifteen or twenty minutes of footage from the movie at WonderCon this year. Yeah, I yeah. went. So I saw the opening sequence. Um, With the space shuttle. Yeah, the opening sequence that they show in the trailer, and then there's a, and I don't want to say what it is to just so we until we get into spoilers, but there's a sequence late in the second act that they show that takes place in New York, and uh, and based on that, I mean it was it was fairly impressive. The 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 everything looked solid technically. The the action was decent enough. You know, it was really cool seeing the X-Men go in space. But my big worry was, you know, is Simon Kinberg, as a first-time director, um, even though he has the experience writing and producing these movies in the past, will he be able to deliver an emotionally impactful movie? Because ultimately, that's what matters. And unfortunately, um, Simon Kinberg is a big part of the reason why this movie doesn't land for me. Uh, which sucks because I know that he's been with the franchise a long time and he's definitely has sort of the best intentions in mind. You know, when, when he was talking about the movie, he was really passionate about it and saying, you know, he really wanted to atone for the mistakes of the past and to really try to create a good send off. Uh, But that's also coming from the dude who fucking wrote X-Men the last stand or co-wrote it with Zach Penn. Well, that's probably what and, he's saying. He was like, "Man, I fucked up once." Well, no, he said in in the in the Q and A, he was like, "You know, when we got it wrong, you guys let us know. You know, and when we got it right, you guys also let us know." And so, in 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 he, you know, he really saw this after Days of Future Past as a chance to um, sort of get a second shot at the Dark Phoenix story. But you know, for me, basically, my initial reaction after seeing the movie is, uh, "There's no reason for this movie to exist." Like the the movie didn't prove to me that there was a reason for it to exist other than to kind of sort of tarnish the legacy of the franchise a little bit, especially after Logan, which was like the perfect ending to the X-Men franchise as we know it. Well, but it's not the X-Men franchise. It's the fucking Wolverine franchise. Well, I think it's, I think it's, it's a, I mean, the X-Men franchise pretty much revolves around that character. Like he's the linchpin of the franchise in a lot of ways. As you much as you can't see what I'm doing, but Taylor can. And I'm yeah, jerk he's, off he's jer- yeah, he's jerking himself off. But, uh, I love huge, I love huge Jackman more than anybody, but he's not the fucking face of, I mean, he I agree. Is, he's he not the, the face. Fucking... No, but the the movies have 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 primed him to. I mean, with the exception of like First Class and Apocalypse, um, doesn't he show up? In, he does show up in Apocalypse. So yeah, with the exception of First First Class, like, um, and even he has a cameo in that movie. He's really the only person who's been sort of that consistent uh, threadbare through all through all the films. So, you know, for me, that would have been a better ending. But uh, you know, I think this. Uh, I think this movie kind of lets the franchise go out on a fizzle rather go out with a fizzle rather than a, you know, a nice fitting ending bang. I don't see Logan as a wrap up to this franchise. I just see it as a really dope 
uh, Wolverine spinoff. So if we had to that. go out, so if we had to go out on Apocalypse, um, I, I that that would be a fucking mistake. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so I think I think again as a as a standalone movie, I thought this was a really good ending for Fox to like because they okay look they really and this is why I don't like the movie as an X Men franchise film because they didn't really follow any fucking plot points or rules that they set up in Apocalypse. Like, oh yeah, ever. no. They, they, so, like, they, the continuity in this movie is just completely fucked. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. But if this is the last X-Men film I get from Fox, at least they didn't go out being hated by me. That's true. And, you know, again, I I, I don't think the movie is as, as big of a trash fire as people expected it to be or people are, might be saying it is online. I do think that the movie has a lot of problems with that set. You know what I mean? And it's also... I mean, it worked for you, but for me, it just kind of was like a little bit of a, a little bit of a let a letdown in terms of like having a, a sort of fitting resolution or like a, a, a something that sort of um, oh gosh, I'm trying to search for the right word here, um, something that's resonant. You know what I mean with you by the end. And for me, this movie just didn't resonate. Yeah, can we agree that the acting was just fucking phenomenal though? Like are you actors, being are you being sarcastic? No, the acting was the best part of the movie. Like there's <sighs> so much wrong with the writing and everything, but at least like all the actors were like I on think point. I mean the the actors are there. I think Michael Fassbender is is probably the highlight for me. I mean there's that he can do no wrong in my opinion. I think that and and James McAvoy try to do they, they they're actually there trying but the problem is, is the movie just doesn't have enough time for them to for, for their arc to really f- feel fulfilling. I mean, those characters have a little side plot and there's maybe like, what, three or four scenes that they have to set up and go I through all the emotional my, beats and re- resolve so everything. Stupid. That side plot is so dumb. I, I get it. But it's, again, one of those things that like kind of like you're saying, it, it would be better suited for a, uh, a franchise that's going to that's going to surely continue as opposed to because, I mean, I think that. Simon Kinberg really came into this movie wanting to just tell a singular story that's not really trying to like set up anything for the future because and I think he did exactly and so I think with that in mind that changes things a little bit but at the same time it just kind of uh, it just kind of dropped the ball in that respect and then you have Jennifer Lawrence who is basically checked out like she's just there cashing a paycheck and then I thought Sophie Turner was was excellent but the problem with with me with her, uh, with her performance, was that a lot of the beats she was playing kept kept feeling repetitive. She does a really good job, but I just kind of felt like it's more of the same in a lot of the scenes. And I think that comes back to the writing. Like she just really wasn't given the the room to to give a, a, a varied um, performance, even though it is certainly nuanced. I feel like it might be repetitive because it wasn't um, built up to. Yeah. Right. It's like we're hearing it the same we're hearing it at the same time over and over in one movie. If 100%. we had, if we had helped, if we had felt this pain over mm-hmm. a trilogy, right. And then now this is the culmination of like her issues. We would give a shit. Yeah. Um, and that again, we're okay. We're flipping to the bad side of the coin here. Like yeah. you didn't build any of this up at all. And when, okay. Yeah. But when I say at all, I'm not counting the last fucking, 20 minutes of apocalypse like that doesn't fucking count no like, it's kind of basically like yeah like 
You don't. And then let's get into the fact that she she uses the phoenix at the end of Apocalypse. I know, which is you know what's hilarious about this is at the beginning of this movie. I know Simon Kimberg wrote both movies too. That's what's really fucking hilarious about it. (laughs) How stupid do you have to? But no, well, see, that's what tells me though that he didn't really care about continuity and he just wanted to make a singular movie. You know what I mean? It's stuff like that that tells that, that that makes that pretty obvious. But at the same time, this movie should have. Okay, we both can admit that the X-Men movies have had the worst continuity as a whole in general. Like they just Oh, if I don't if I don't hear about an X-Men retcon every like couple years, I'm like am yeah, I it, is this it, is this even an X-Men movie? If you tried to put a timeline together of the X-Men movies that made sense, you'd go insane because you can't do you it. Can't do it. Um, it's physically impossible. There are three actors that play fucking Cyclops. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not even that, but it's just like story beats and plot points. Like, it, for instance, in the first movie, he's like, "Oh, uh, Eric helped me help me build uh, Cerebro," but then in first class, Beast is the one who builds Cerebro, and Eric's not yeah. even around. So it's it's a lot of stuff like that. And um, so they they build these relationships that we're supposed to give a shit about. Yeah. Like. And okay, I'm gonna keep going back to Cyclops because that you of course that's just my shit. That's but fine. like when they're flying into space and like Cyclops like leans forward and he puts his hand on Gene's shoulder and he's like, I'm always fucking here for you. And you're like, <laughs> Since when? The last twenty minutes of last movie? Like, how the fuck are we supposed to know this? Like Well, you, you have been to been with her since when? It's 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 well, I mean, technically what is Apocalypse take place in like eighty four, eighty five, something like that? I can't remember. I don't even I don't This even movie know. takes place in nineteen ninety two. So it's a significant jump forward in time. Age. I know, and they look the same too. It's it's really funny. So what you're telling me is in eight years that 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 uh, Michael Fassbender is going to turn into uh, Ian yeah. Ian McKellen in Ian the McKellen, first movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah, that's what's been. Uh, that's a meme that's been going around. It's like, what the hell happened to to Magneto in the late '90s? <laughs> <laughs> I just again like there. I okay. So before we get into spoilers, yeah. One of the strongest notes that I wrote about this film was that. Any time that the – and I'm going to call them the OG X-Men because they are. Any time that – okay, with with the addition of Quicksilver. But any time that like Nightcrawler, Gene, Storm, Cyclops are working together on screen, it is – It's a good day. Some, it's some of the best X-Men action that I've seen since the first X-Men movie. I agree. It is it, really it, fucking good. Especially the team action, like the team aspect of yes, it. We got a little absolutely. glimpse of that um in in first class at least with the new cast in first class as well as uh obviously at the end of apocalypse but yeah getting to see that right up front getting to see the team working uh in sync together and also um addressing like the larger thing about their acceptance and all that stuff i thought was really cool you know a really cool way to, to really the X phone straight to the exactly, White House. Exactly, like, dude. I that's, that was hilarious. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and so like that sequence in space was what the what they showed us at uh right at WonderCon, and it's it's impre- it's impressive. I mean, there's some cool stuff in there. Like yeah, for instance, Nightcrawler fucking poofing, or I'm sorry, bamfing, bamfing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quicksilver in, and then he just moves and shoves them all back, and then yeah. he he individually puts their hands on to Nightcrawler's yeah. body. Yeah. To as he's as back. he's mid bamf. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's really and cool. Then, and then, and the, then I wrote in dude, all caps. I, I wrote in my notes. Scott Summers submarine eyes. Fuck yeah, dude. Seriously, that's <laughs> dude. That's the thing. When I saw it, I was like, Joel's gonna love this. This is so cool. Because even <laughs> even when I saw it at WonderCon, I I geeked out about it. I was like, this is fucking awesome. 
But it just really his sells seat, that. His seat moves in and then like yeah. dips down and it's like a submarine periscope and it just amplifies his fucking optic blast. <laughs> it's and amazing. He's, he's just a fucking submarine gun. And I was like, this, is, amazing. this is fucking awesome. Also, by the way, I think this movie has the best Cyclops visor design out of all the movies. I really, really like the visor design of this. This movie has the best Cyclops anything. You think so? Even oh. more so even more oh. so than Jimmy Marston's in the first one? Oh, I'm surprised. This is the best Cyclops we've seen in its entirety. Yeah. So before we, I think we should pr- probably get into spoilers soon, just because we're kind of getting to that point, anyways. But yeah, I, the audience needs to know what would you rate the Cyclops Gene Scream uh, or Gene Scream in this uh, in this movie as compared to we're talking about Gene. Exactly. <laughs> There's actually two, and I think I think one is pretty terrible. But you know there the one we're one... talking about. There was one just him like saying Gene. Yeah, and, and there's one him like screaming Gene. Yeah, I, um, with the one where he sang it, I was like, if this is the only way he says oh, it in the movie, Joel's gonna riot. I, you know what? I'm I'm so upset because from watching the trailers, I knew in the good one was coming, so yeah. I like had my phone out. Like yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, it's gotta be like in yeah. this moment, and I and I and I straight up guessed it perfectly. And recorded a video of it, and then when I saved it and left the theater, because you know I'm not gonna have my phone out for yeah. for a long time on the theater, so I like recorded it real quick, hit the save button, and then like put it in my pocket. And when I came out of the theater, it hadn't saved, and I was so upset. Oh, that's the worst. I know. Stupid I'm gonna write this. Uh, I'm gonna write this an 8.5 Gene Scream out of 10. <laughs> Gene Scream level. Well, that's pretty good. All right, so let's jump into good. spoilers. It wasn't, it wasn't like uh, loud enough. He's like yeah. it was passionate, but he could have been like on his knees, fists in the air, <laughs> like a little more ferocious, so to speak. Yeah, I yeah. dug it though. Like I said, if there was anything I was going to enjoy out of this movie, it was seeing Scott Summers scream, Gene. So yeah. indeed, what did um, you? Um, I guess. Well, I, okay. So let's jump into spoilers. You okay with that, Joel? Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. cool. So start... you guys have been warned. If you haven't seen the movie, obviously go check it out and then uh, pause this and come back when you have, and and we'll We've be talking about spoilers. We've also kind of already spoiled a little bit, but yeah, I mean we'll... it's stuff that's in the trailer, and I think anyone who's listening to this has probably seen the trailer already, or even seen the movie. So it's just more of a precaution than anything. But the first thing I have to ask you is, what did you think about this movie's use of the f bomb, especially since it was Cyclops related? I knew, dude. I thought we were gonna wait till we got to the third act. I had to, I had to ask you, man. Gonna jump. I in the... I jizzed my pants you did oh man it is the best dude this this the fact that he says if you touch her i will fucking kill you and i was like (laughs) that's my boy that is my boy i i i enjoyed the moment i thought it could have been like it it could have been um I I didn't quite dig the dig the line delivery i don't think that's ty sheridan's fault i think that's more the direction than anything else but uh but I thought it was a pretty cool moment, and that you know that obviously comes from the scene that they showed us as well. I um, was not expecting him of all people to get the f bomb. Well, I think that's kind of why it works for me at least was that it was exactly the opposite because Cyclops is kind of like that straightforward little buttoned up and stuff yeah. like that. At least in the movie version of it, and, but it gave it uh, to him because it was someone he cared and loved. Yeah, it was like he in that moment. That's all he was like. If you like, I mean, just what he says, I'll fucking kill you. Like. Yeah. It was passion and it was love, and I was like, "Yes, that's my boy." Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, but okay, so ju- just jumping back to to um, I guess like what we we talked about the space shuttle stuff, and then they come down. What did you think about uh, uh, about that scene between 
Professor X and Jennifer Lawrence because that line de delivery that she gives the end about the the X women the whole X women thing has been really really contentious online. Some people kind of think it's on the nose and don't like it, and some people really enjoyed the moment. It's on the nose, but I'm but I don't not enjoy it. The sh yeah. she's not wrong. I I mean um, the funny yeah. I think the, it's just the part I don't like about that is the subplot of making Professor X like a bad guy, which I think is fucking stupid. Well, I mean, like, isn't that kind none of, of now? None of you would have any of this if it wasn't for him. Like, shut the yeah. fuck up. Like, you're looking a gift horse in the fucking mouth. Yeah. Like, who is it? Beast or something tells her, like, you guys will get over. And she's like, no, we won't. And I'm like, well, you're a fucking child. Like, yeah. he literally none of the mutants in the entire world would be where they are right now without with without professor xavier so like get over your fucking differences and like fucking shut up yeah i mean I, I that didn't really bug me as much as it bugged you but i also can see where you're coming from and also i think the idea at least the movie's idea of what it's trying to do is is xavier's sort of the moral compass and and, and what happens when that sort of moral compass is, is questioned or even bankrupted in a certain respect what he did was morally wrong like he said throughout, like he saved a young woman's life. Like if yeah. Jean Grey had been left with that power at eight years old, how many more people would she have killed? Probably a lot. Yeah. So I don't think he did anything wrong. And like I'm not even just talking shit about Mystique right now. Like Beast was even like, you're doing – like how how dare you tamper with a young child's mind? And it's like, what the fuck? Like she would have killed more people. Yeah. I mean I think it's – I think I think what it comes down to is like uh, it comes down to – at least in the, the story sense, this isn't really like my opinion of things. But the movie, it, at least for me, gave off the opinion that it's sort of like um, uh, a little bit hypocritical of Xavier to like be the moral compass and, and do what he's doing with the president and also, um, you know, sort of behind the scenes trying to – for lack of a better word, pull the strings, even though it's not, you know, that sounds more devious, but I agree. I don't think, I don't think like that, that, uh, it goes really, it really goes back to the Xavier, um, B subplot. I don't think that that really works because they sort of pushed apart. And then you have that one scene with, uh, with him and Magneto and then everything's all goody two shoes again by the time they, Right. Um, get it onto and the I, train. So and like I think that even he doesn't even this whole like seeking fame plot I don't think works very well when the second he feels that there's something wrong with Gene, he like leaves. Like if yeah. he had if he had been at this award ceremony and he felt something wrong and he ignored it because he wanted the yeah. acclaim, that would have been a better plot point to make him the villain. Not yeah. the villain, but like yeah. the like the morally wrong person. Yeah. But the second he feels anything wrong, he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, okay. Like he said to, to mystique when she said, Oh, you like the fame, you like the attention. And he's like, do I like it more than being hunted and murdered? I, yeah, I do. Like, yeah. you not like because you saved, because you saved he's... lives. You're not going to take an award from the president. Of yeah. course you are. Well, like, the, the, it's, and it's not even less a personal thing. It's, it's, he sees himself as like the figure to, 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 um, equality in terms of like mutants relationship with humanity. You know what I mean? Is, in terms though. of becoming accepted and stuff. So yeah. I think it's, it's, it's partly the selfishness of, of what he's accomplished by bringing all these people together and, and reveling in that. But I also think it's he sees himself. But he himself... doesn't rebel because he leaves the. No, totally leaves. at one hundred percent, and I think that's why it that's why it works because it's it's him 
trying to forward that cause, but also still staying true to to what he's you know done so far. Yeah. Uh, just a small moment I think was super cool that I want to talk about right after Jean gets the power and she wakes up and she's like, I'm actually, I feel fine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a party in the woods, Yeah, which I think is very reminiscent of last hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's like, like a little like nod, like, haha, but yeah, it might be a, if I'm not mistaken, there's a dazzler cameo. The girl who's fucking so. singing and like putting out like the sparkles mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah. And then um which I thought was cool. And then when they're drinking, which props to them for just like having like a party scene where, like kids are drinking. Yeah. Uh, but Cyclops wants uh he wants to put the drinks on the rocks and he and he gets Storm and he just says like rocks or he says like uh, ice or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and Storm just like puts her hand over the cup and like gives him ice cubes and I was like Yeah. What a fucking homie. That's just dope. That's like, that reminds me of the moment in X2 where like Bobby uh, gets the soda cold for Logan, like just yeah. by blowing on it. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. those are those are little touches that matter that, that really it give it a lot of It was pretty fucking awesome just to yeah. have her be like rocks and she's like, yeah. Yeah. I wish we could have had a little bit more of, more of, or uh, of, of team bonding like that because that's really the only, the, the only sequence we have of that. Plus, you have two things going on with you know uh, them sort of showcasing all the powers and bonding, but you also have the Jean uh, climax of that scene where she kind of freaks out and uh, I don't know if she actually kills anybody, but I think she injures some people. In and that scene, she doesn't like, kill anybody. But yeah. I think what's the important part of that scene is that her and Scott have had a conversation earlier about how like, th- or I can't remember exactly what they said, but it's like I'll never hurt you, I love you, I'll never leave you, blah yeah, blah yeah, blah. Yeah, of course. And then the next scene, he wakes her up and he's got like a big like wound on yeah. like the side of his face and she Just was like i did that yeah, for yeah. you i have to leave it's like stupid um, motivations in this movie don't make no, sense exactly. no 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 i no i i actually completely understand that one it's like if you if you if you've hurt the one you love like what else are you capable like if she yeah but it, that, but the x-men and xavier in that school are the only thing that's going to be able to help her so it logically just doesn't i don't know kind of just doesn't i wish there was a little bit more build up to it and a little bit more reasoning Oh, bro! Personally. If you want to talk about wanting more buildup, I wish there were before this. Yeah, talking well, like about you Phoenix. said, it's, it's called the saga for a reason, right? Again, yeah. Like I said, there's not you're you're not going to be able to tell when I start shit talking versus when, when I liked the movie. Oh yeah. But like I I this is a part I really didn't like, and I, I I think I've said it now. I've said it probably on 15 other podcasts. Probably this should have been a Ty Sheridan led Cyclops run. X-Men team from the beginning. Yeah. Okay, wait. Have have first class. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Have Days of Future Past. That's fine. Have Apocalypse. That's also fine. But don't have this team in Apocalypse. Complete the trilogy with those people. Yeah. Have fucking have fucking huge Jackman in there. Have mm-hmm. Kitty in there. Have you know the original Storm. Whatever. Have that team end that series, and then start a new series with Ty Sheridan and Sophie Turner. And all these other people. Basically like an adaptation of X-Men, the animated series is what you're talking about. You know me too well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just take, take this new OG team with fucking Nightcrawler and all them and start a new trilogy and have this be the, 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 the culmination of it. Yeah. Have something in the beginning about, I don't know, maybe Mr. Sinister or something. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it doesn't matter. Magneto even. Have fucking Fastbender come back. I don't care. Yeah. 
and he's older now. Whatever. Yeah. Um, if you can de-age people, you can make them fucking older. Um, <laughs> have like Magneto be the bad guy in the first one, or whatever. And number two is Mister Sinister. There's and you a, see a number things. of combinations. Right, and then like in number two, you see like Jean start to have these weird. You maybe you do the space scene in number two, and then she gets the Phoenix, and you she can't control it, but she's not quite bad yet. And there's questions about morality. And then in the third one, the Dark Phoenix saga. You know what I mean? Like yep. they could have. I just think that this team didn't and this is coming from someone that hates the fox movies with all his heart this team i had so much fun with this team in this movie that i'm not ready for it to like be over yeah yeah i mean it is a it is a a little bit of an unfortunate send-off as a whole for me um i kind of wish you know i mean the 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 x-men franchise as, as a whole has been a pretty like a pretty pioneering franchise in terms of like forwarding the genre from X-Men to, uh, to my opinion in first class, which did a hell of a lot for the franchise and even uh, days of future past, which kind of like foreshadowed a, a little bit of like what would happen with Endgame and other, you know, crossovers it did like a that. a hell of a lot for a franchise that they didn't deliver on. Though. Yeah. They never, they never it really did a hell of a lot for nothing. It did. It did more for the genre than it did for the franchise, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It did more for their own films than it did for their future films. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of one of the unfortunate things of of this movie is, is you just wish it would have went out on a little bit more of a high note for like such a, especially for us. I mean, we've talked about it before is having grown up with these movies, you know what I mean? And having them be a seminal part of, of my childhood, at least, um, you know, I wish it it could have been a little bit more fulfilling and rewarding, but regardless, uh, like we've been talking about, I think there are things that are redeemable about this movie. Oh, like I said, yeah, there's a, there's a part of me that was just, look, I, walked out of the last stand and i didn't see the end of it for years i was not having it yeah um i was smiling in this movie and i was whooping in this movie people in this people in this theater probably thought like who the fuck is that crazy ass nerd in the back but like i was having a good time so yeah there's a lot of redeeming qualities about this movie like can we just talk about how like uh magneto like that scene where magneto and phoenix are like having a tug of war with the fucking helicopter. I really, really dug that sequence. I mean, so we've seen how we've seen how powerful Magneto is in the past, but like to be able to even contend with the Phoenix, you're just like, Oh shit. Yeah. But it also like, it's, it's interesting because if you know, it, it, it really, that scene sells how powerful she is. And I really appreciated that because we, like you said, we know he's Magneto's uber powerful and he's perhaps maybe the most powerful mutant we've had, at least with the new, one of iteration of things and i mean the dude fucking moved a whole goddamn stadium in uh in days of future past so um i think that scene really sells it but you know the scene could have been really silly it's really it's it's an quote-unquote action scene but it's really two people just standing there kind of waving their hands around a little bit right (laughs) so i think that i think i mean it's it's a little bit silly in concept but I, i i appreciated it because it's something different that the franchise hadn't done before and it can be a little cheesy at times, but uh, I really like the idea of, of, of them sort of having a mental battle uh, more so than a physical one. And, and yeah. I appreciated that. And it was nice to see him try to, like, hide her. You know what I mean? Like, he was, yeah. like, trying to 
trying to defend her. Yeah. And maybe it was just because it was the humans versus a mutant, regardless of if you're on that mutant side or not, you take that over yeah. like this side of the humans regardless. But which is which is interesting because if he had known that Mystique was dead by that time, he would have had a completely different reaction, which makes that scene sure. even more fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um and that I think I think another I I, I will never stop sucking Scott Summers' dick. Um this leads like straight into the next scene, I think, where um, they find out what's happening, and Professor X is like, "Scott and I are going alone. You guys aren't coming with me." And yeah, Scott just and Scott just he goes, "I'm not asking you to come with me." And Scott goes, "I am. You're coming with me. I'm not and doing I'm this like, shit on my own, motherfucker." I'm just like, "You are the leader of the X Men, good yeah, sir." 100%. Like Professor X can say no, but the second Scott's like, uh, "No, you are actually coming," and it's yeah. like. <laughs> End of story. You're coming with us, yeah, and it's that's like funny. that's what I'm talking about. That's the leader right there. Yeah, that's hilarious, dude. Just these like small things of like yep. what what Cyclops should have always been is like again. Ty Sheridan, I think throughout the film films have has 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 not been like the leader. Yeah, but I as a good send off, as you said, he's just trying to make this a good send off. He's young, but he showed a lot of leadership in this film. I think. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's like you said. It's sort of. Uh... If it were to continue, it'd sort of prime, you know, prime us for that, uh, the, the quote unquote, uh, 90s iteration, you know, yeah, of yeah. the team. Absolutely. I guess we're getting, I mean, I, we're, we're really getting towards the end of the movie now that we've, we've kind of talked about a lot of it. I, I, I guess we kind of glossed over the fact that, like, it was super obvious that Mystique died. Like, they telegraphed oh, yeah. that shit trailer, like, real yeah. hard. I don't think they, I don't think they really, uh, I don't think they really. Yeah, I, 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 they very much telegraphed it, and I don't think they were really trying to hide it that much. She didn't really. Here's here's one of the biggest problems I have with the movie. The Phoenix didn't really massively destroy anything, right? Yeah. For her to be for her to be like a global threat. Yeah. She didn't like decimate a city or like erase a continent you know yeah. what i mean she, like she do was something just kind of like, super devastating yeah she was just like mm, my friends are mean to me and people are like oh no she's the worst thing that's ever existed and yeah. you're like why yeah. she killed steak that was about it like yeah but they're treating her as this global threat for well i think what I, I think the idea was was when uh, professor x went into cerebro he he saw the extent of what her powers could do um, and I think that's sort of the justification for it in the movie. But again, it's it's super thin and, and all that stuff. No, but the actually... army and shit's after her too. But for what reason? I don't. I I just don't see. I say I understand why the mutants are after her. What? Why is why is the army after her? It's a very good question. Um, could they have been those uh, those aliens or whatever they were? I don't even know what they're supposed to uh, uh, like. The Groot, the Groot, the Groot people. Yeah. So Jessica, wait, that's something we even talked about. The the quote unquote villains of this movie. I don't, I don't want to talk about. They're it. fucking non-existent. Jessica Chastain, let's just let's Jessica just... Chastain's character is fucking horrendous in this movie. Yeah. I mean, she again, does nothing. Well, I, again, I think it's a it's a the fact that the the movie really gives her nothing to do. You know what I mean? And it's like a super stiff performance. And I think that really goes back to the direction. But yeah, I I. I I don't disagree, but do you know what the name of the alien race is in the movie? I can't remember. So he it's said not, it. they, they, they mentioned it, but it's not something that I recognized from the comic books. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they changed it. 
Yeah, I think they made it up themselves. Mm-hmm. That would Let make sense. Real quick, because I it's it's on I, Wikipedia. If you if you pull it up, um, it is not. It's definitely not something. Yeah. So um, in the movie, it's called the Duvari. The Duvari. That's what it is. Yep. The Duvari with a B. Yeah. But from what I remember from the Dark Phoenix saga, it was, um, it was the Shi'ar Empire, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was the ones? Uh, let me look that up real quick. We really know Let's... our we really know our stuff, Joel. I hey man, X Men <laughs> and Spider Man is where I. Oh, I know. I'm just I'm just cracking a joke. You do know your shit <laughs> more than me, at least. Um. Yeah, I just I just thought the uh the villain presence was was kind of weak in this movie as well. Um are you able to find it? Uh okay, so hang on. They're actually she does she does devour a Dabari star mm-hmm. in the comic book, but the Shi'ar Empire is the one who is directly opposing the Phoenix. So yeah. When the phoenix de- when when the phoenix devours the Dabari star, it causes a supernova which kills an entire population yeah. of civilized planets orbiting the star, and the Shi'ar Empire comes to try to uh, prevent more of that. So they yeah. basically took the Shi'ar Empire because I think the Shi'ar are owned by Marvel at this point. Right yeah, now, that, that wouldn't surprise me. So I think that they probably just took the Dabari star, which got destroyed in the comic, and uh, made that into the act of force trying to fight the Phoenix, which should be the Shi'ar. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Which you know, when you know, if if you're in the rock and a hard, if you're in between a rock and a hard place, and you don't have the Shi'ar in your catalog of like things to use, I understand it. Yeah, I mean, uh, they changed a lot of stuff about the story, the, the the details at least. I mean, the core elements are, you know, the, it the... Weird that it was a bunch of Groot looking. It was like a bunch of like tree. People. Yeah, well, it's interesting this this movie's comparisons with Captain Marvel because it's as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, they're scrolls. They're, because yeah, that's kind of scrolls that are brown. The like, kind of what they felt like, you know. Hundred um, um, percent. And yeah, I think I wrote down uh, Chastain's character is weak and not needed. That's it, literally. That is the, that yeah. is the note that I put. Yeah, I don't uh, disagree with that. It's unfortunate. I think Phoenix was a good villain on her own, to be honest. Yeah. Not that she did. Again, I I I don't think she did anything catastrophic. But no. without, and you know what? I'm not, and you know this about me. I'm not huge on a movie needing like a traditional three acts with a protagonist and a villain. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a good slice of life kind of guy. So like yeah. if this had just been about dealing with the Phoenix, which is a bad person in its own right. Yeah. That would have been a good enough villain for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, I think that focusing more on that would have certainly uh, helped that um, the sort of clash that, that it puts the characters, you know, the, we the wouldn't sort of... have gotten the gene moment though. Yeah. That's true. I mean, you could have still led to that, but it would have been a little <laughs> bit different. You, you would have been able, able to figure some way to, to get it in there. Yeah. All right, man. Let's just start talking about this fucking train sequence. Let's talk about the beginning of it when uh, they first start fighting and Magneto brings the train up. Uh, Cyclops jumps on it and just starts eye-beaming the shit out of like Magneto's shield, and he's just he's just wrecking it. Like He's putting it. He's yeah. putting it to him. 
it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool teamwork to see Cyclops and Magneto work together. The thing, the the one moment I appreciated that, well, there's two moments I really appreciated in the train sequence that happened a little bit later was one Nightcrawler just going straight fucking uh, serial oh, murderer mode, serial killer mode. Well, when he realizes that the civilian got killed and he was like, absolutely fucking not. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was a really, really great moment for no- for Nightcrawler that the movie really needed. And uh, the other one was where Magneto just starts taking all the guns and just firing all the Like, I thought that was just a really uh, uh, cool uh, way of, of not only... Uh, hearkening back to the to the first movie where Ian McKellen does that, I believe, or at least yeah. uh, where, the, where he holds the bullet or whatever it is. Yeah, um, it's when he he takes all of the police officers' guns and he yeah, shoots yeah, yeah. it, and then they like stop the bullet. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, but also sort of like taking that to the extreme with just like a lot more guns and just firing them all at one yeah. person. Before we get into the train sequence, actually, what I Gene, I'm sorry, Phoenix, um, rips the helmet off, and doesn't she? shoot it into his chest no but she like knocks him out of the window or something like like it is she knocks him i thought away. she shot the shrapnel into his chest mm. and then in the next scene he's like alive and i was maybe like, i didn't i didn't catch that detail i thought he she she shot something at him but that it just kind of like knocked him out of the building because yeah, yeah. then professor x comes pretty... in after that right and that's when she like and that's some pretty dope nightcrawler teamwork in that pre-train scene as well out on the streets of new york yeah where he's jumping around helping professor x trying to get that other psionic girl out of the way and then helping cyclops at the same time like yeah nightcrawler's all over he's the fucking mvp of this movie he's just like jumping all over the place helping everybody i don't disagree with that i wish we had more nightcrawler and i mean he already kind of got his own movie in x2 and, and got a real arc in that movie but i wish that we would have had a little bit more with him uh, and I feel like Storm was a little bit wasted too in the in the train sequence. She only really has that one moment, if I'm not mistaken, where she like flies above the train and like brings the thunder, so to speak. She does all she does a lot of cool things actually. She like brings the thunder, which doesn't work against Chestane because again, it's that's what her character is. But then when 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 Magneto is getting attacked by all those guys. She comes in and frost blasts them all back into mm. the next car, yeah. which then leads to. And let me look at my notes real quick. That was, I, that was I, really sweet. I'm glad they did that. In 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 subsequent order, in all caps, I wrote Beast, and then the next line I said Nightcrawler, and then the next <laughs> one I went Magneto. <laughs> so like when Beast just goes ham, he yeah. like backflips, grabs the dude, hits him in the wall, throws him behind him, and then kicks him against the wall. And I was like, oh my god, that's like the best Beast thing we've ever seen. <laughs> And then, like you said, the Nightcrawler fight scene where he just kind of like teleports all over the place and he like stabs a bitch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the Magneto one where we just storm pushes everybody into the next car and then Magneto just straight up crumples it. Yeah. The entire yeah. train car. Just flattens it. Flattens it and then throws it. And I was like, yeah, this was, is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Cool. Yeah, that, that was pretty sweet. Um, this, this this whole sequence is kind of what to me made the movie like super dope. See, I didn't I didn't completely love the sequence. I think what I appreciated about it the most was just seeing the team there one last one last time and to have everybody in unison. You know what I mean? And everybody there fighting uh, together and everybody having a purpose. Like I think I I really appreciate that um, aspect of it. And I think one of the things the movie does well in comparison to Apocalypse, like as a whole, is just being a little bit more s- small scale. Then you know it's predecessor, obviously. 
Um, so I think that the train sequence is good in that respect. I mean, it's kind of hard to, to, to really, um, to really do something epic, especially coming off the heels of Endgame, you know what I mean, which had like a crazy epic finale. I so didn't, I, 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 I didn't even really, I wasn't thinking about Endgame when I watched this movie. No, I wasn't either. Nothing but... is going to compare to Endgame. For exactly. Me. So I was looking at this solely in the Fox verse. Totally, it, totally, totally. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not really trying to compare it to that, other than the, other in this, uh, than the sense of like, um, I didn't necessarily expect something like being as epic as Endgame or, or as epic as we've seen in the past. But I think the, the, the small scale works only to an extent. And then after that, it kind of becomes um, a little bit unsatisfying. You know what I mean? Like I, I think the, I don't know how small scale it is though. when I think that that teamwork scene was showcasing, I think the strongest parts of every character. That's true. Like and beast was backflipping, doing beast shit. Nightcrawler was <laughs> hanging literally, off, hanging off shit. <laughs> yeah, Nightcrawler was literally at the strongest point of like bamfing while fighting. Totally. And then Magneto flattened a fucking train. Well, I guess I guess what I'm trying to get at is, I mean, we're in spoilers, so uh, it's just everything that happens after the train, where they where it kind of gets personal, and the Gene moment happens, and you know Jessica Chastain for some reason is able to absorb her powers somehow she and had, yeah she she had absorbed half of it in new no. york and then they were like kind of fighting each other with like totally half phoenix yeah but no, i just i just don't get how that like how that works in any ways and like why she just wouldn't fucking horrible she wouldn't do that to begin with especially if sophie turner is like it's just i don't know it's just uh i don't know why i said sophie turner gene <laughs> um, my two you know my two sides of my brain are now are warring with each other like i of know course not. that part was fucking stupid as shit that was she should she absorbed half the phoenix force yeah Ow, and i just i just i just up. don't think that 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 small super i mean okay so like the train sequence is small scale but it even gets more compartmentalized like when they get off the train and it's just that right. like the five or six characters or whatever and i just don't think that stuff really worked for me the emotional beats really didn't work and oh, uh, where scott well the gene moment comes from scott like starting to like dematerialize and she's yeah. like oh i'm killing my boyfriend i can't do that i know and it's just kind of like one of those things where it was like everybody's standing around while gene and and whatever her name's character are just mastermind just, yeah basically right um and i just wish that there would have been like something that had included them a little bit more and 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 sort of like i said before had a little bit more of a, f a fulfilling conclusion you know to it what i did think was cool though and tell me tell me you didn't think this was cool in the trailer when the big wow moment yeah. comes when she's got the train all twisty mm -hmm. tell me when we were watching the trailers you didn't think that was her just like being a bad guy but in um, the but in the movie it's her protecting yeah. her family. Yeah, that she cocoons everybody that she loves and then just fucking decimates the train. Yeah. Which is not which was not what I was expecting. Yeah. But again, another I think another another subtle, stupid callback to Last Stand where they find the Cyclops glasses in the little bubble. Oh right? gosh, yeah. She was she was protecting everybody in a little bubble. Mm -hmm. She was protecting all the X Men and then just like they dematerialized the train and killed everybody, but protected those who she cared about, yeah. which was not when I when when the trailer came out and she was floating above the train and it was all twisty. I yeah. thought this was like the big end fight scene against the Phoenix. Yeah. And that's not and that's not what it was. So, you know, yeah. they shame on me. They fooled me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Would you would you have rather seen that than when we got? 
no, I thought it was dope as fuck. Yeah, you enjoyed the cool. sort of subversion of that. Yeah, I enjoyed that she like because we are we because we had a big fight scene with the team leading up to that moment. Yeah, and then when everyone was so you know quote unquote defeated, once everyone was defeated by the mastermind, she lifted everybody, protected them, and then just fucking destroyed everything. Yeah. And then was like, but you guys are safe because I like you. Yeah. I think it was really bold, uh, even though it doesn't really land of them to actually um, to to go through, you know, with with killing the character kind of sort of reminiscent of how it happens in the book, even though the circumstances are way, way different. But sort of the self-sacrifice, you know what I mean? I think right, that in the last stand, that was bold. You know what I mean? Me if I'm wrong. It's like uh, like Wolf. Gene- does Jean die in the last hand? She does. Yeah, uh, she she Wolverine stabs yeah, her because she tries to push him back with the Phoenix Force or whatever. I actually just That's watched that today. <laughs> Don't hate me. I watched wow. it for because I wanted to compare it to to Dark Phoenix, and I was I was writing my review, and it also gave me an appreciation. It gave me an appreciation for how much better Dark Phoenix is than that movie. You, Pat, and I watched the last stand when we lived together, and yeah. I had admitted that it was the first time I had seen it since I was like 16. Yeah. I do. I I remember that. I will probably, no, I'm going to have children at some point. So until I have children, I will never watch that movie. Are you going to show them that just to show them? (laughs) They're going to have to see it. They're going to see everything. Yeah. I hear that. I will never watch that movie again until. The main, the main reason, I mean, I've seen it since then. It's not like it's a movie I really go back and rewatch, but I mean, it's, you know, it's part of the original X-Men trilogy, so it's kind of hard. Is it, though? I mean, it it is, it is unfortunately. Is it but I was I was actually listening to the commentary, man, and uh, it's with Brett Ratner, Simon Kinberg, and Zach Penn. And it is rough, man. It is Brett really, Ratner really Simon rough. Penn. And it's a little bit self-congratulatory, and they're like, oh, yeah, this moment worked out really well, and this moment, like, really came together, and this and that, and I'm like... And you're like, no, it didn't. You guys are out of touch, man. And the, <laughs> the question I have is whether they recorded that commentary before the movie came out or after, because that, you know, obviously changes things, but... I would assume that it was before. Yeah, an interesting anecdote, n- nevertheless. That's fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, um, Yeah. so Jean Grey sacrifices herself, um, which, again... I don't give a shit about because they didn't build her yeah. up as a character. Of course. Oh, this was the young girl from Apocalypse, which was one movie before this one, and she was not in the entire thing. I don't really care. Yeah, no, absolutely, dude. It's 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 really, really um, probably the least impactful moment of the movie, despite being a, a bold choice, you know, uh, to do that. But yeah, it just it, it just it landed with a huge choice. thud for me. Yeah, I wasn't into it. Um, I would have. I mean, I prefer that to her somehow surviving. I think. Um, oh yeah, abso- I don't absolutely. Really know what other way they could have gone? But I, I, I prefer that for sure. Yeah, it's just kind of a hollow moment. And then uh, I guess after that we have. Is there anything before that and like the the sort of final scene with uh, with Professor X and and Eric? I can't remember. Yeah, there's a there's oh. shots at the school. Yeah, like, yeah, and you see, teaching you see and Hank is behind the is, like the headmaster desk. Yeah, and Hank's supposed to be the new headmaster, right? Is the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. I really that. like flashback to way at the beginning of the movie when they save the the spacecraft. I like that they have the shots of the school and there's Quicksilver being like, "Yeah, I kind of did everything." Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, off like <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was pretty, pretty funny. Good. Yeah. yeah, the little shots of the school are super cool. Oh, speaking of shots of the school. 
again, before the space scene, dude, the super throwback shot of the of the fucking basketball court opening up. Yeah. And this and like the yeah. basketball, yeah. dude, the basketball rolling down the side mm-hmm. is an exact fucking throwback to X one or two. Yeah, where the first where the basketball starts to shake and then it yeah. rolls away and the fucking jet comes up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's X one. I was so into that shot. Yeah, it was cool. That's actually that's actually like uh like when they showed us the footage, they literally started with that shot and I was like, Oh, this is so cool. That's such a good shot. <laughs> yeah, dude. it's I it's, love it. it's it's pretty awesome. Um and then yeah, and then the last shot of Professor X, he's retired. He's what? He's in France, I think it is. Uh, which is really really funny because as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh hey, it's like the uh, like the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it reminded me of, dude. I was like, oh, is Michael Caine gonna show up in this movie as uh, the new so Magneto? It was it was interesting. Did you did you feel like this scene was like a, a sort of a fitting conclusion? If it were, I mean, obviously we talk about it like it's the last movie, but New Mutants could very well be the last thing. But if this were the last scene in the X Men Fox continuity, do you do you feel satisfied by it? I'm more I'm I'm more satisfied with the final battle. Yeah. Uh, so and that goes to the differentiation between the movie and the franchise, right? Yeah, but I'm not upset with. Um... Again, though, this is a relationship that they – so, okay, let, let's just say the final scene is Professor X at a cafe in mm-hmm. France. Uh, Magneto walks up with a chessboard, yeah. which we know from the original trilogy that they like to play chess together. Yeah, of course, and there's, and a, there's like, been crucial scenes even uh, in the the new trilogy um, where they've played chess and I think right. uh, Days of Future Past and First Class. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I'll go easy on you," or whatever. He's like, "No, you mm-hmm. won't." Blah blah. blah. Yeah. And the movie ends with him like playing chess, and it's like, I like that. But like you said about like what they're supposed to be super old next movie, like yeah, they haven't had this fifty year relationship, yeah, like they have had in the original X Men trilogy. Mm-hmm. So to me, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Okay. But that doesn't mean that I didn't think it was a good. And yeah, I, I think, I think that's fitting for them, but it didn't just because it is good doesn't mean it means a lot. Yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense. You know, but... I dude, I think I, I actually feel feel very, very similarly to you. You know what I mean? I thought the actual execution and the way it makes you feel really doesn't work. But I think in concept, the idea of just ending with them playing a game of chess you know, a, a really simple, small scene. And then, of course, yeah. at the very end, you have the uh, I think it's like a crane up or a tilt up of some kind. You you see the phoenix flying in the air. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so so I thought, you know, that in concept is a really nice, like, attempt at buttoning up the the franchise to this point. But at the same time, it, much like a lot of other stuff in the movie, it kind of falls flat. Do you think that maybe they started working together in this movie too quickly? Like she shows up to the compound, he's like, "Ooh, er, X Men," and then almost the very next scene, they're like fighting as a team. You mean, uh, you mean the Brotherhood, and... or the, so the two unquote. opposing forces? So... You mean after the New York fight, right? Is what you're talking yeah. about? Right. I mean, like that New York fight was cool, but it was like really short, and then all of a sudden they're like best friends. Yeah, I, I don't think they're necessarily best friends, but I think it comes down to like it's mutually beneficial. They all realize that it's mutually beneficial for them to work together. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because nobody wants to get taken to a government facility. <laughs> but um, I would say that at that point, Magneto's not actively trying to kill Phoenix anymore. 
No, because she's been subdued or so it's thought or, you know, or so they think. But I don't know if that necessarily like works logic wise for me. Right. Yeah. Um. That's 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 kind of the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much is. You have the the ending shot of the phoenix in the air and then cut to credits. And uh, there's, no, of course, no post credit stinger. I don't think there should be. If there was, no. it'd be a little bit disingenuous. I think there should have been a post credits of just Scott on his knees screaming Gene. Yeah. On on like her on on whatever. Oh, he goes up and he hangs the the fucking plaque that says the Gene Gray School. Ah, uh, that's the yeah, that's the end. That's that, a, that was that's pretty a, fucking sick. That was a cool moment. I I really like that because right. I saw him holding that and I'm like, oh, of course it's gonna be that Xavier's you know plaque that we've always seen and it's, you know it's a fun well, that's twist. A throwback to the comic books. The comic books switches to the Gene Gray School. Yeah. Um, but it would have been cool to see him like knees down on her, on her fake grave and just be screaming, "Gene!" Yeah. And then like the film comes to a stop, and then we zoom out, and it's Kevin Feige in a screening room, and he's just like, "You guys have no fucking idea what's coming," and then cuts a <laughs> black. And that's he the looks, preview he for looks right at the fourth wall. Yeah. Like, Get ready for fucking Cyclops, and yeah. I'm like, "Yeah!" In five years. Right. I honestly oh, think there's been a there's been a lot of people talking about what would come first between X Men and Fantastic Four. I think it would actually be better to to do Fantastic Four first, just to give X Men a little bit of time to breathe. You know. I do too. I'm and, as I unfortunate. I don't want to say it, but I do too. That's okay especially though. Especially since I think, especially because I think some of the next really main villains in Phase Four will come from the Fantastic Four universe, like Kang yeah. and or Galactus, yep. things like this. One hundred percent. I think I think that Fantastic Four is the smarter choice to introduce first, but that doesn't mean that I don't immediately want more X Men right now. Yeah. But it's not it's not even in their five year plan, so I'm gonna be almost forty by the time I get to see another the X Men that I want. Yeah. And by say I say that I want because Marvel has not let me down yet. Yeah, that's true. And you'll uh you'll be you'll be hopefully old enough to to start sharing it with your kids at that point. Shut your fucking it. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're the one who brought it up. You will be. <laughs> uh, I know. I probably will be. We'll see. Um, life life always finds a way in, in the words of Jeff Goldblum. If they, can do, if they can do for X-Men what they did for Spidey, I will be pleasantly happy. Yeah. Speaking of Spidey, have you, you've seen the trailer, right? You saw the newest okay, trailer? Man. So you know how there's that okay. shot of him swinging past the old Avengers Tower? Yeah. It's like being reconstructed. Do you think... Yep. And this is obviously more just just postulation on your part in theory, but do you think there's a better chance of it being Oscorp or it being the Baxter Building, like a new like a new Oscorp building or something? Oh fuck, I hadn't even thought about that. It's obviously not going to be the Avengers Tower. No. Um, fuck, I hadn't thought about it. Probably the Baxter Building. Well, to to be fair though, I mean they could be uh, at, since the Avengers compound was demolished, it could very well be. A new version a new of the tower, yeah. yeah. But True. yeah, I think I think it would it probably make more sense to, for. It to I don't the... think I don't think that they'll show us in Far From Home. I think they'll just show it under construction. Yeah, but they won't. I, I think so too. Way. But I guess what I'm saying is, uh, it'd be interesting to see how they use that as a as a, a, a sort of a seed for later on down the line. Yeah. I mean, both Oscorp and the Baxter Building have to be tall ass fucking things, so yeah. it really it 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 really could go either way. Honestly, I know. Yeah, that's something I've been thinking about a lot. I don't know why. Random Spidey thoughts. I know you're all okay Dude, with that. 
the Far From Home trailer during this movie just got me fucking hyped. I'm like, I'm fucking yeah. ready. I know. I know you are. You just got a just a nice big Spidey boner. Hell yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 really um it's gonna be five years plus for more X Men, but I really just hope that we get what we deserve, which is a Cyclops led <laughs> original team X Men movie. Wolverine can show up whenever he wants yeah. and be in the team, but I want Cyclops, I want Storm, I want Gambit, I want Rogue, Jubilee, mm-hmm. Nightcrawler, yep. Colossus. Yep. I want the fucking team, dude. Yep. You know what I mean? I want <laughs> the that. boys and, and ladies. The boys yes, and girls I, team. The the metaphorical boys. Yeah, exactly. Eye, you know, <laughs> exactly. like I want like the team, dude. I want like yep. I want the OG crew. Yeah. And I want it to be good and i want it to be led by fucking cyclops ah man i just really think disney plus is the best way to go i mean even if you took eight characters and each gave them an We've episode had this conversation a thousand i times know it's just it just makes I so want much a sense i tv show over a movie 100 percent. yeah an we'll hbo see. style x-men tv show that goes 10 seasons that's all i want <laughs> done life complete can die 10 happy. seasons you could fucking do mr sinister you could do apocalypse you could do fucking onslaught you could do fucking you could do anything Yep. You could do the Shi'ar Empire. You Dark could, Phoenix. You could do literally <laughs> anything you wanted with 10 seasons of a super dope X-Men show. Yeah. You could do the weird shit, too. You know, you can get into, like, the origins of fucking how Mr. Could, Sinister created Gambit. You know what seriously. I mean? Like you, could do, you could do all the weird shit. You could have a have a whole season dedicated to, to Silver Surfer's escapades before he even arrives on Earth. That would be pretty fascinating. Yo, fucking apocalypse! You could do like you, you could do apocalypse right. You know, yeah, I know. I mean? we've, like, we've had this fucking conversation. We know. We we we. I think we've come to the consensus that that we know it's a good idea. And Marvel, you should just like hire us to uh, to to write your new X Men series, even though that'll never happen. You can hire me to write your new X Men series, but spoilers: I'm just gonna copy the '90s X Men show. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna just take the '90s X Men script and turn it into live action. We want to do Marvel's first remake. <laughs> That's all you that, that that's all anybody it's, ever wants is the X Men '90s cartoon in live action format. That's all yeah. we've ever wanted. It's like it's like Aladdin, but better. Ten times better. It's a whole new world, so to speak. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! I know I had to do it. Yeah, man, that's all I want. So. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's it. That's it for the franchise. That's it for this episode, I guess. Right? Yeah, kinda. Uh, what do that's you all, do? Man. You have any thoughts well, on? Next... Go ahead. Oh, that's. I'm going to rate this uh, oh, yeah. as an X-Men franchise movie, like a four or five mm-hmm. out of ten, as like its own standalone movie, like a six and a half, maybe maybe a seven. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty solid. And then as a as a Cyclops movie, like a solid ten out of ten. <laughs> Even though we know they could do better. For like a Cyclops moment film, like if if this was a highlight reel of Cyclops moments, like a fucking solid ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it's hard for me to differentiate because this does feel like, uh, especially with the way they reshot it and they have the ending, it does sort of feel like it's trying to be some sort of con- conclusion. Uh, me personally, this ending to the fucking giant space battle. Like I really fucking like I really yeah like this ending over. A space battle. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying as a conclusion to the series, I think it was, like I've alluded to all episode, uh, certainly lackluster. 
me personally, I I would probably rate it a, a solid uh, two out of five, which is about like a four on the on the out of ten scale. How about for a standalone movie? See, it's hard for me to different, differentiate. I think as a standalone movie, it would be a little bit higher, but not my much, because the writing's still shitty, and I still don't connect with the characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Unfortunately, like if the, if I connected with the characters in any respect, like I would, uh, it would probably be a much uh, better experience. I will say though, I'm I'm probably gonna end up buying this movie on Blu-ray only because <laughs> I'm a goddamn completist and I have literally it's all the of the other movies. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so oh, okay, now as a as a Cyclops showreel film, mm-hmm. what do you rate it? Uh, I would have to say it was probably a, a solid uh 8.5 out of 9 or 8.5 <laughs> or 9 out of 10 for me there you go there on the joel scale yeah <laughs> 4.5 out of 5 on the taylor scale there you go dude gene. Um, yeah no it was pretty good i do think that the one where he set the gene that he says is a little bit lackluster but i mean from the from the sweet visor design to the submarine moment to you know all that stuff we talked about i think it's a pretty I think solid his fight scene i think his fight scene in new york is fucking sick too yeah, it's, it's, when he it's... when he sees when he sees the telepath chick, like, okay, okay, hey, we skip this moment. We're we're going back. <laughs> when like when when like Professor X is trying to grab Nightcrawler's hand, and the yeah. telepath is like constantly pushing him as Nightcrawler's trying to jump towards him, and he she just keeps pushing him further and further away. Yeah, that moment was sick. And then when Cyclops fucking just lines up that sweet ricochet beam. Yeah, that was. And pretty he just cool. fucking he like beams it and it ricochets and hits her. I was just like, yeah. That's my fucking boy right there. Yeah. Um, just more fucking Cyclops real moments we got right there. <laughs> you could cool. almost make you could almost make a little like a thirty minute short film of Cyclops moments with all of them throughout the series now. Don't fucking tempt me, bro. Dude, you could even do it because you got some footage in there from Wolverine, uh, X Men Origins that's a, Wolverine. That's not the same fucking Cyclops. Though. No, I know, Fuck but it's kid. still just Fuck Cyclops stuff in general. Fuck that. Kid. It's not Ty Sheridan. <laughs> it's not Ty Sheridan. Only, uh... only, only. Jimmy Marsden and Ty Sheridan. Jimmy Marsden. <laughs> I don't know this weird kid that was in fucking X-Men Origins. Oh, gosh. That, that movie is so fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, what's the next big thing that's fucking coming out, dude? Uh, you got Toy Story 4 next weekend. Fuck oh, actually, dude. no. That's two weeks from now. And you got Men in Black uh, next weekend. Oh, shit. Is that next week? Men in Black International. I'm going to be seeing it. I'll, I'll be reviewing it. So, if, of course, if you want to talk about it, you know. There's too many movies coming out at once. We had to dedicate one full podcast to X Men. I yeah. still want to do a Godzilla one. So, like, oh yeah, I've seen I've seen Godzilla. Bear with us while we kind of trickle these out. Mm-hmm. I know that we we kind of lack on release dates often. <laughs> this month is jam packed full of movies. So, like, give me time to like watch them all. We got this. So one thing. Them. One thing I think we really need to watch is uh is Booksmart. I've been hearing amazing things Smart about Booksmart. Yeah. What? So we got Booksmart, we got Godzilla, yeah. John Wick 3, oh, God, Men in Black. I see that too, yeah. We got a lot of shit coming up right now. So maybe we don't do a nerd news next time and we just do a full review of a couple movies. I'd be cool with that. Dope. I'd be way dope with that. Way down. All right, everybody. <laughs> you have been listening to Pop Pop, the pop culture podcast. You know me. I am the LA nerd Joel Reeves. You can find me on Instagram at I'm the LA nerd, not I am, I'm the LA nerd. I'm doing this thing where I'm teasing a YouTube channel that I'm trying to start. So posting Ooh. stories weekly, I'm sorry, posting stories daily, but I'm doing weekly 
spotlights. Like now I'm doing like a polist comic thing every Wednesday. Um, I posted about Dark Phoenix today. I'll be posting nerdy things on the daily. It's getting positive reviews. So look for nice, a YouTube dude. channel from me in the nice near future. Oh, yeah. But that's where awesome, you find dude. me. Taylor, where can we find you? Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say that if you guys enjoy the podcast, make sure to uh, like and or subscribe on iTunes. Uh, I guess you us, could do that. A comment yeah, that would, if if yeah, you guys be... if you guys are feeling up to it. You know, we're we're always welcome to to hearing feedback, especially if it's Cyclops related. Taylor's um, the PR guy, so listen to what he says. <laughs> hey, I try. And uh, as far as uh, my my writing, you can find me writing stuff for uh, superherohype.com, which is where most of my reviews these days reside. Uh, yeah, also, did you just start writing somewhere else? I did. I also teased something last time, and uh, uh, fortunately, I've been uh, brought on as a new freelancer for Screen Rant as well. Uh, yeah, doing buddy. Some, doing bow, some, bow, bow, bow. Oh, yeah. Doing some organic lists. So that's, that's a little bit different than what I'm used to, but uh, it's nice to, to flex a different muscle, so to speak. And then you can also find some, a few things here and there on Age of the Nerd, like my Blu-ray reviews and all that stuff. But you should be able to find all that stuff at my Twitter page, which is at... Taylor Salem. There we go. Uh, Taylor tells me I need to start tweeting. I probably won't, but I guess I need to. I mean, it's really it's for me. It's kind of essential, especially for people in the um, in the entertainment space, and also for for creators like us. It gives us a, a good uh, a, a good um, connection to our audience. You know what I mean? We can speak yeah. to our audience directly, and I think that's a it's a powerful tool. Until then. I make really funny things on Instagram about nerd shit, so just go watch those stories until I figure out Twitter. Am I 90? I don't know how to use Twitter. I'm old. It's okay. You'll figure it out. Twitter kind of <laughs> sucks anyways. I mean, that's I don't really I, recommend it. It's, it's, it's kind of – the thing is, is it's kind of necessary. It's it's a necessary evil for, for what we do. Um, Conversation for another time. Indeed. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, we love you. Later, nerds. Peace. Cool, dude. That was good. Good stuff. Yeah, I like that we always end with later nerds. Peace. Yeah, just peace. Um, and I'll wear it like a coat. Peace. Have you seen uh, you've seen Scary Movie, right? Hell yeah. Slash you'll gas you'll rip a hole in your ass. And then he's all <laughs> and then he's all uh, take you rip your balls off and wear it as a coat. Peace. Peace. This is I funny. I don't know that uh that that whole thing makes me makes me uh, chuckle. 